start to get bored again You can pick me up What is up, everybody? Woo! This is Angelo coming at ya with episode 160 of Spinning Thoughts. I always like when we get to that zero number, like 150, 160. Just feels like another accomplishment. Thanks for being here. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms, including Spotify. The following Monday, of course, you can subscribe for free. And why the fuck wouldn't you? I love to just like real quick out of the gate, throw like a fuck or something like that. You know, the new ones listening, they're like, holy what? Look, there's an explicit tag next to us. On those podcast platforms that I'm talking about that you can subscribe to for free. We are, we're on Twitter. Um, I know you are. So you can find us at Spin Thoughts. I like to talk. I have a podcast. I do it here. I like to talk on social media. Let's do it there. At Spin Thoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. Seriously, probably most, if not... I mean, seriously, a lot of the work here at Spinning Thoughts is where it's all on the website, thespinningthoughts.com. Over 20 contributors, most in the United States, two in Canada. So much uh, content. It's all free. There's like, seriously, you don't have to pay for shit. (laughs) 2019, if you are looking for a way to save some money and you happen to really, really love music, then you're bound to find something on our website that turns you on. TheSpinningThoughts.com Everybody, we're here for episode 160, and I am just elated for this one, as I always am, because shit, we're bringing you uh, the best bands, or maybe your next favorite band. So why wouldn't I be this hyped up and excited? 160 episodes in, energy still remains. Last week, Dan talked to both Capstan and Hawthorne Heights. You can check that episode out on all platforms, Spotify, iTunes. It's out. And again, it's free. And this week for episode 160, Dan again, we are going to share some really great conversations that he had with both Young Culture and Rarity. Both of these bands, really, truly amazing, and I am just so stoked that the second episode of this already great 2019 that we are just talking to, you know, some of the best that are grinding it out and and just being good people uh, all at the same time. So, let's kick it off with Young Culture. Everybody, enjoy. 
Hello, hello, Dan Boyer, Canadian contributor for Spinning Thoughts, and I am here with the guys from Young Culture. What's going on? What up, what up? up? It's Gabe from Young Culture. It's Troy from Young Culture. Thank you for making some time here to talk to to uh, Spinning Thoughts, oh, and uh, you are here all the way from Albany, New York, yeah. uh, to play the Counterparts Christmas show in Toronto, Woo. which oh, yeah. Big time. I think is going to be a time. Yeah, I mean, not, I mean, Toronto's my like favorite city of all time. Hands down. We Better did. version of New York City. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, had to go there. Absolutely. Um, we did our EP here. We uh, our boys like with a bunch of bands from Canada, so coming here is like always a pleasure. And the fact that we get to play this show is like blown away. I know Counterparts is like one of our two favorite bands and stuff. Nice. So, so going all the way back before before we get to talk about young young culture, let's just I've been asking this question kind of as a, a kickoff. Go all the way back to what is the thing that um, ignited your passion for music? in the first place I guess for me it was just uh, listening to records that like my parents played and then eventually I was like I, I want to learn how to do that <laughs> so I just like I would do it like my mom like was into the big like early 2000s like singer songwriter stuff so like Poppy John Mayer and stuff oh, yeah. like that like and then it, it expanded into rock music after that so um, like I grew up basically like just skateboarding that was like my love and then when I became close friends with Alex our singer uh, I would go over to his house a lot and on the weekends instead of going to the skate park and Alex was always playing guitar and singing and I thought that was really cool and he basically asked me if I could play bass for his like middle school talent show we were in like seventh grade and I uh had no idea how to play bass at all so i was like i can't and he was like i'll teach you and then ever since then like he was getting me into all the bands that he was listening to like all time low and fallout boy and the starting line and like all those early nice. early pop punk bands yep. and ever since then i was just like you know i like fell in love with that sound and like the idea of being in a band and and that like took took off from there right right so then uh that's a little bit of how young culture began to come together you and alex went to school together yeah we went to middle school together and then into high school and we had like smaller pop punk bands and stuff but then once we got into high school we started uh young culture um and what was like that's like the one we wanted to take it seriously right and then uh we met our drummer nick Caven, who also lives in the albany area through just going to shows and stuff and then we met troy at a summer camp in um in when we were in eighth grade and troy lives in kentucky so we met him and be, like became like really good friends at that camp and then didn't talk for like like a couple five of years. years five years yeah like to the day and then so we had just started touring as young culture but we needed another guitarist and uh alex posted on facebook like hey like we're looking for someone to do this tour is anyone down and then troy just like hit alex up and you know flew from all the way from kentucky just to tour with us and like it was like that five years never even yeah, went by like we, we right just yeah up. you know and so. then like we all have the same vision and and like the same drive and goals and stuff so that's nice. like kind of how young culture became like what it is now and that was how long ago a year, a year and a half yeah a year and a half ago okay and so in that time you've put out uh, two EPs, mm -hmm. right? And you've connected with um, 
Passenger Entertainment that's based yep. here yeah. in uh, in Ontario. And uh, and talk to me about how that happened. Uh, so the way that worked out was when we were shooting a video for Bloom, uh, the the single off our the Blue EP, um, and in order to shoot it, we were shooting it with uh, Loden from Rarity. Yep. And they needed somebody to drive them from Toronto to Albany, so they had asked their friend Joe Day to uh, come down and drive them, and he just on a whim said yes. And so we met Joe. We had already known Adam and Loden, who was there shooting the video, but we had met Joe then, and Joe was talking all about how he wanted to start managing bands and tour manage and, and basically uh, get a company going. And, uh, you know, ever since then, like, Obviously, we had that relationship with Adam, and then our relationship with Joe grew, and they kind of used us as like a as their like tester band, I would want to say, and mm-hmm. you know brought us into Canada for the first time, and and uh, just put a lot of work and like time into us, and I think like everything kind of worked out really, really well. Absolutely, and now our yeah. relationships with them is awesome. Yeah. You know? Well, it's it's led to uh, here recent signing with uh, Equal Vision Records, yeah, totally. right? And uh, that's uh, that's a label that's been around for a long time, right? Oh, a lot of really good old school bands, and then some some bands that are on the come up, like uh, uh, our friends in Calling All Captains have for just sure, signed yeah. with homies. Equal Vision, right? Yeah. So, um, so talk to me about how that uh, relationship with Equal Vision came about. Um, so, Equal Vision's actually based out of Albany, where we're from, and so we had, uh... I was gonna say, I thought it was from upstate New York, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have an Albany office and an L.A. office, but, um, we had just come off of our, um, first ever, like, coast-to-coast tour that we were doing, and we were doing an Albany headliner show at, uh, at this venue, this newer venue called Lucky Strike, and it turned out that, like, one of our friends who had been working at Equal Vision she used to book her name is Stephanie she used to book our local shows like from our old bands yep and then she ended up getting a job at Equal Vision and worked for a couple years and then uh, without us knowing she had uh, gained the opportunity to sign a band and uh, you know was given that um, uh, what's the word Um, authority yeah yeah totally so she got that and we just thought she was coming to the show to like come to the show because she was always a friend she of came ours. To the, that the, the first Albany show that I played, yeah, the fuse uh, box, yeah, yeah. So basically, like without us knowing, they kind of had our eye, their eye on us like for a while. Okay. And then once she had that authority, like she brought uh, her and Dan, another A and R at the label, uh, came to the Albany show and saw us play. And like the next day, um, they hit our like inbox on the email and um, basically like wanted to get breakfast or lunch or something and talk about the future of like young culture and stuff so it was like a serious dream come true yeah when that happened for sure but definitely a a big goal yeah (laughs) coming for you Gabe yeah so (laughs) that that shows though the that shows the uh that shows the importance of um cultivating relationships when you're playing local shows oh right because the next thing you know it leads to 
opportunities. At least that's what you I'm never hearing. Know who, when right? you introduce yourself to somebody, you never know where it's going to go. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and then we, we were just like 14, 15 years old when Stephanie was booking us. And just the fact that we were getting those local shows was like, that was like our goal at that time was just that we want to play Albany as much as possible and, of course, and get our yeah. out there and stuff. But For sure. Yeah, they have been a dream to work with. Like, uh, the one of the best, like, labels and people I could work with like to ask for just like great awesome great people awesome so you're just about to drop a 30p right um on the 18th of January 2019 so just under a month yeah and um and talk about that where did you record the record yeah we uh we recorded here um with our boy Sam. Sam, uh, yeah, exactly. He does rarity yeah. stuff. He does. He does uh, everybody. Him yeah, and Anton. Yeah, right? they, they, they've got a lockdown on it, and, and we love his sound. We actually had talked to him way before we got signed, or even talked to being signed with Equal Vision about doing um, work together. So we had scheduled that time to mm-hmm. do our single, our first single with Equal Vision, Drift. Um, right. Back in November, we'd scheduled that. So and that was like something that I think all of us really, really enjoyed was the fact that he reached out to us like before the label, before we had really like made any sort of like real name for ourselves. And like that was like one thing that like as a producer and engineer, like he really showed like compassion for our music and like almost as like he was in the band. Like mm-hmm. so that's why like we were like let's totally just do the EP with him. Yep. And, and nice. Nice. So it sounds like 2018's been a really good year for Young Culture. Um, A lot of really cool things have happened. So um, what would you say, what would you guys say uh, is your favorite music moment in 2018? Like could be a show you played, could be recording, could be any number of things. But what's your favorite moment connected to music for the year? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, so... Growing up, I had like dreamed of playing Chain Reaction, uh, the venue LA, in yeah. Anaheim, California, and yeah. uh, on, on our last like West Coast, we did a, a U.S. run with uh, opening for a band called Belmont, which are awesome dudes. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I when I got the tour routing and I saw it, I saw that uh, Chain Reaction was on the uh, the flyer, and I was just like blown away. So that was like standing on that stage like looking at the change sign behind me I was yeah. just like oh my god I'm here in California playing at this like legendary venue so that was that was huge for me that's huge yeah, yeah. obviously signing a record deal was Is one was of them probably like, for, for mine that was pro- maybe the deal uh, with Eagle Vision was probably my biggest moment I mean Eagle Vision has had tons of my favorite bands growing up Fall of Troy um, uh, who else Converge mm-hmm. uh, Pierce the Veil Pierce the Veil but putting, putting out and announcing that signing was my biggest oh, moment. Yeah. Nice. I remember everybody was like glued to their phone. We actually were all apart at that time. Yeah. And we were just texting each other and like, here we go. I like, was like getting getting yelled at at work for being on my phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, trying to like. Yeah, I kept having to go. I was like, I'm taking a bathroom break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, your record deal is becoming real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Going yeah. out to the world. Seeing that happen and people like, like high school and middle school friends hitting me up and be like, yo, dude, that song is good. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was probably my biggest moment. Chain nice. was up there though. Chain nice, nice. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so you got a lot of good things already on the, on, uh, on the go and planned for 2019. You'll be doing a U.S. 
run, mm-hmm. right? Talk, yeah. talk to me about that routing. Where? Uh, so we're basically doing like a week and a half, two weeks out to uh, California and back uh, with a band called The Happy All Right from Texas. Yes. Uh, killer dudes, awesome music. Um, basically, just really stoked to get that going. I'm, it's the the EP drops the, like. Uh, like the first the week of the tour first week of the tour like two so days in or something it'll be the first time we're playing shows where we have like physical music to sell to people that's and, awesome and even just like hand to people you yeah, know like yeah. w- w- that's like a, merch is one thing but I think if you can like give them the music like w- they can walk out with it uh, that's gonna that's be huge. great so yeah. I'm stoked on that nice uh, get to play Chain again yeah. <laughs> that's, that's headlining awesome. headlining Chain headlining nice so, yeah, and then you'll be back up here in Canada with Castlefield for a few dates. Right after that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Montreal to Hamilton or something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In February, yeah, like five or yeah. so shows, right? Which is like also incredible because like when we first linked with Passenger and stuff, we would pl- we would be playing Canada way more than the states, and it was like kind of came like a joke, like like oh we're a Canadian band now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah, what yeah, we're yeah. playing this show tonight. Yeah, I feel like yeah, yeah, right. You know, so like getting to come back and, and do the like some of the Canada shows again and it's like I'm super stoked nice nice well all the best for the future and for your new EP uh, dropping January the 18th and uh, just before we wrap up uh, do you have anything else you'd like to add uh, I guess I just want to say thank you to literally everybody who's checked us out came to a show put us up for a night bought, bought, a bought merch or you know even just come and said hi to us like uh, I get to like live my dream because of that and it's like the most incredible thing in the world and I can't wait for 2019 and the other years to come and to get uh, not only this EP out but a, a full length record and play more shows play more shows yeah awesome yeah. awesome well thank you guys and uh, till next time we will share music and spread love hell yeah sounds good Thank you, Young Culture, for sitting down with our very own Dan Boyer and talking about, you know, how the band got things rolling, where they're heading. And I got to tell you, I'm pretty stoked for 2019 with Young Culture. Their album, This Is Heaven, drops January the 18th via Equal Vision Records. Make sure you check it out. And I believe Dan is going to have... A written review will follow it up with an audio version as well of the album before it actually drops. We'll tell you about it. You got to check us out on our website, thespinningthoughts.com for all of that and more. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. Make sure you subscribe we are on Twitter at Spin Thoughts, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. Always grinding to put out free music content for you to enjoy. We had Dan sit down with the very impressive Young Culture. Just listened to their interview. If you missed it, well, you know, you snooze, you hit the pause button, you go back, you listen to it because we're a podcast, and then you catch back up, uh, you lose. That's exactly how it goes. We just talked to Young Culture, and I'm really excited because we're going to share a very special interview that Dan had with Adam from Rarity. But I feel like before we do that, we should listen to a song from Rarity because they're that damn good, and they just recently released a new single 
And it was uh, the right at the end of October, October the 31st, I believe. It's titled, I'll Come Around. And the video that they have for it, the music video, is just really gorgeous. Uh, something you should certainly check out. Uh, but we'll listen to the music right now. This is Rarity. I'll come around. Enjoy! is that shit is too good i don't even know how you follow that so we have premiere episodes every single thursday at midnight eastern on adobe radio those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following monday our website is thespinningthoughts.com and we're on twitter at spin thoughts dan had the opportunity to sit down and talk to adam from rarity They certainly are no strangers to Spinning Thoughts. I think Dan first covered them 
in October of 2017. And honestly, I got to thank Dan for bringing Rarity into my life among many other really amazing Canadian bands. This dude, he knows good music. Dan, I appreciate you. And uh, always, always a pleasure to have anybody or all of Rarity on the show. Everybody, this is Dan's conversation with Adam from Rarity. Enjoy. Hello, hello, Dan Boyer, Canadian contributor for Spinning Thoughts. And I am here with Adam from Rarity. What's going on? I'm just chilling. How you doing? We have just come from Parkside's last show ever. So you're losing your voice a little bit. Yeah, I'm losing it. It was a... I got up in the pit, I yelled some words, and now now my voice is gone. I've, it, it was gone for the last two days, recovered this morning, and now now it's completely shot again. So now we're here. <laughs> Underst- understandable. Yeah. <laughs> understandable. And uh, Rarity has just played this show. Yes. As the surprise guest. You have to do it with the boys. Absolutely. We, uh, we grew up with Parkside. You know, we wouldn't be the band we are today if it weren't for playing in sheds and stuff with them when we started yeah. out in Brampton in the middle of nowhere. You know, like we had to we had to do the last one. It, it meant a lot to us. And, you know, watching them watching them go out was really sad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it meant a lot to them, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. And and actually, I was thinking earlier today, we've known each other for quite a while now. But one thing one thing that I have. Yeah, over Never, two years now, eh? Yeah, it's going probably three-ish. Yeah. yeah. We're on, yeah, we're definitely coming up the third. But uh, one of the things I, in that time that I've never really known is the story of Rarity, like how how the band formed. Oh, um, well, um, I guess there's kind of like two ways to look at it, or two like storylines, I guess. There was... Um, Evan and myself, our drummer, we used to jam together in his parents' basement forever, and we would play, like, you know, we started playing out, like, ACDC, and then got our way up to, like, Avenged Sevenfold, and we, we learned... Nice. One of our favorite bands ever was called Dead and Divine, and we... Dead and Divine, every, yeah. Learned every single song we could by them, like, literally every song, and that's, like, what made us tight, and fun fact about Evan is that he actually learned how to play, play drums because of rock band, and uh, we were in grade eight together, and um, I was like, I just came to Hamilton. I just moved here, and I was like asking around, like, "Oh, does anyone like play any instruments?" Like, I wanted to start a band, and I just played like the talent show and played like some Jimi Hendrix or something. And everyone's like, "Oh, well, Evans like plays drums and music, and he's really, really good at rock band. Like, he can a hundred percent Iron Maiden on expert." I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh. And then one day we accidentally just like ended up walking home together with somebody we knew, and the other kid turned the block. And Evan and I just kept walking because we were living in the same direction. So from that day on, Evan and I walked home from school every single day. And it was funny because we would hang out on the corner for, like, where I had to go and where he had to go. And we'd sit there for, like, half an hour, 45 minutes every day just talking about music and stuff and showing each other stuff. And his parents would always, like, come home from work and see us chilling. And, um, and then, uh, yeah, and then Loden and uh, Alex, they um, they started a band called uh, called we the wild things and then it formed into safe and sound which okay um, yeah you know some music online with that yeah and uh, eventually they they needed a drummer so they reached out to evan and asked him if he could play some shows okay 
And um, so he had do, he was doing it for a little bit, and then it came to like a turning point where they're like, okay, Evan, you have to be, either be in the band or not play shows anymore. And Evan's like, oh, I want to keep playing shows. So <laughs> he joined Safe and Sound, even though like he wanted to play metal music. It was like, yeah, I'll play pop punk. And um, yeah, from there, Safe and Sound ended up calling it quits. And uh, I had become really good friends with Loden at that point, and. I, we were like they were writing some new material which ended up being on the 11 year IZP and um, I was like yeah I, like, I, w- I want to be in a band like it's something I always wanted to do and it was just coming out of high school and we was like let's do this together like let's make this real let's uh Seaway had just come out and like did like mm-hmm. all their self-produced music videos and like looked awesome and they were like oh like you can you can look like a real band on your own if you put money into it right so we saved up all our money together which wasn't that like at the time we thought it was a lot, but like looking back, it wasn't that much. Um, and we just pulled it together and recorded the EP and and made that made that um, that music video, the original one for Anna Hathaway, and kept going forward. And then you know we got picked up by Rise and Good Fight, and uh, we had to change our name to Rarity. And you know like the from there, I guess that's that's the origins of Rarity. Right, <laughs> right. And so now, a number of years later. Uh, you're just about to have some new music drop-ish, right? Yeah, so um, there's a new album. We recorded it just over a year ago. Um, been going through a lot of stuff, trying to figure things out, and like just touching it up. Like we've, We're still like going back and forth on stuff and trying to perfect it as much as possible. It's kind of one of the problems with our band. We're a little bit... We can be perfectionist sometimes. It's I guess it's... I don't know, we... We, we, we'd rather wait to make sure it's exactly what we want it to be. So, yeah, we're working on getting that um, getting out that out soon. Yeah, and so you've dropped uh, a single um, that's really sick called They'll Come Around. And, uh, and then you've been playing another new song live, if I remember right. Um, it had a working title called Shawinigan. Is that the final? That's the final title, final Shawinigan. Title. Yeah, nice. we were uh, we were on tour with Seaway and um, on Priceline and I, or like Hotwire or something. I just did like one of those hot deals where they pick you a random hotel and we were in Quebec, and it, we just it was like Shawinigan. We're like, okay, let's go here, and we were awestruck. Like it was so beautiful, and we got to this amazing hotel and we just had the most wonderful day. And that was when Evan had started writing what Shawinigan is on his laptop. So then the nice. working title is always Shawinigan, and it just felt, like, right to keep that title. And, you know, we're Canadian, and, you know, we love French Canada, so it just made yeah. sense. Like, let's let's just roll with it. It's cool. Nice. So in what ways are your new songs um, similar to your previous material, and how are they different? Um, I think if you have listened to I Couldn't Be Weaker you'll be able to see the transition that we made. Um, I think I think we just matured a lot. And we, you know, I Couldn't Be Weaker was an experience where, like, it was our first time going to, like, a real big studio and and having to record a full length. So we had to write 10 songs. I remember, like, each of us would get out of work every day and, like, meet up at Evan's house and just try and, like, demo out. And it was, like, we had a timeline. It was super crazy. Um, and, um, you know, we tried a lot of different sounds and things on that record. And it kind of like there's parts I think on the record where you're like where we're really like oh that's like what rarity sounds like and I think we channeled that into this new album mm-hmm. and I'll come around as a single 
is uh, and the reason why we like we why we wanted to put it out on its own before anything else was because it's it's almost like a bridge between I couldn't be weaker and what our new stuff is going to be. I was sensing that when I when you hear all come around, it's like you hear the elements that are familiar, but it's like eh, there's some new stuff going on there. Yeah, yeah, nice. It's a nice little bridge. And nice. That's awesome. And so you've moved now. Rarity as a band has moved to releasing all of your material. Um, independently and how did uh how did you guys as a band come to that <coughs> that decision that how did you decide that that was the best thing for rarity yeah um we uh we spent a really long time like talking to each other and figuring things out it was it was stressful and you know it's really hard because like you you make you you have so much momentum going like we just had come off of two tours and we were you know we felt like we were really strong and making making a lot of friends and some and, and meeting so many people mm-hmm. everywhere we went and uh and then um everything with rise happened and you know we decided to part ways with them and uh it was it was tough and we had to look at ourselves and be like what are we going to do and i think a lot of bands in that position would you know probably have to call it quits and, you know, I'm not going to lie, there was times where I was sitting there, like, you know, driving my car or something, just being like this, you know, maybe it's not worth the headache. Because mm. we had to, you know, we had to rebuild everything we did. And then the thing is, like, when you're on a label, it's like, you've got this validation, you know? It's like, oh, somebody else, somebody real supports what you're doing and believes in what you're doing. And, like, when we're at our part-time jobs, we can be like, oh, yeah, we're on Rise Records. Like, mm. and then people around you think it's legit. So then when you come off of that, it's really hard to, to, to be open about like, Hey, we're doing this by ourselves now. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's the reason why it took so long for us to do what we're doing now, because we, we lost that validation. And I think it, I think we realized like, you know, we don't need that. Like so many people care about our band. Absolutely. And, and not in a way where it's like, Oh, they like us because we're good looking or like whatever. Like we're a bunch of smelly Canadians. Like, they they like us for our music, which is yeah. you know why we, why we what we did like we, all the songs on our record like we experimented and played with not because we were trying to sell records but because we had fun writing music and we that's what we care about. Yep. So, when we real like when it finally like clicked like, oh, why not do this on our own? Like, people care about our band. Like, hopefully they will support us, and. No, like, I hope that they understand now that we're doing independently, like, every single time they, you know, buy a shirt or a CD or a vinyl or whatever it is, like, it actually contributes to keeping the band going. Mm -hmm. And another tough part about it was, like, okay, like, if we're going to do this, like, we want to do another full length. And we have to, you know, just like in the beginning, like I said earlier, we had to pool our money together. And it felt like, it felt like it did when we started, but on such a bigger scale. Right. And it was just, like you know, so much more money and so much more has to go into it. And, um, kind of like a starting over. Yeah. And it, but it's exciting. It's like so thrilling that we have all this control now and that, you know, I, I, um, I started booking and managing bands in our downtime. And now if I want, like I can book rarity a couple shows here and there, if I want us to, like mm-hmm. we have that I kind of control now. I did. Yeah. I just yeah. did do that. And, um, with, with my partner, Joe and, uh, <coughs> Yeah, it's 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 scary, but it's exciting and we we just care so much about this. 
Yeah. Like, we we went to Europe by ourselves independently. Like that was not we did that on our own. With Casey. With Casey. Yeah. And like, you know, they that the reason we got to do that was because Casey and, and usually how it goes is like a label or somebody in the industry will want to put a specific band on to support bigger bands. Yep. But Casey was like, No, we love rarity. <laughs> and they we heard that they were thinking about us, so I started texting them and they were like, Yeah. And I, I think I think if it weren't for Casey pushing for us to do that, it wouldn't have happened. And that was life changing for us. And Absolutely, I, yeah. I don't know where we would be right now if we didn't go to Europe and experience that. And I think it also rejuvenized us because like we were playing in front of fresh faces and they were caring about the music. And we were going to like we were in Cologne, Germany, and the whole front row of the room was singing along with us. We we played a yeah. sold out show in London and um you know, we have this song called Exhale that we play once in a while, and we decided to play it that night, and the whole room sung it. And it was like, what the fuck? We are overseas right now. Yeah. I was sitting there, like, hugging and crying with Cole. It was the craziest experience I've ever felt. And that was like, we got home from that, and it was like, dude, we have to keep doing this. Yeah. It would be dumb, and our parents are just like, go for it. So... So you've got that support. We've got the support. support. Everyone around us wants to keep it going, you know. And I think like we just we just we just played this show here in Hamilton, our hometown, and it, it felt really special. Like it felt like we were one with the crowd and we were connecting with them. It didn't feel like we were just playing songs for them. Hundred percent. Felt, felt 100%, very special. Yeah. Hundred percent. And and that's follows into my next question it is around, um, it's around passion for the music and like, I mean, watching you guys play your hometown tonight. It's very, very clear, A, that uh, you guys as a band <coughs> have maintained passion for your music and um, and also a whole bunch of people came to see you play tonight and, like, that room just went off. Dude, that, that's the craziest part about it. Like, I just took it, I just took this in the other day. We, before we went to Europe, it had almost been two years since we'd like done any big tours or no, about a year, but it's almost been three years since we released our album. Almost been three years in April. It will be three years, which is insane. Seriously. And people still care about what we're doing. And I, I don't know why (laughs) I'm just sitting here trying to understand why, why we can still go play somewhere in the States and people are actually coming out and supporting us and believing in what we do. And, you know, on a more like back end note, like I, I check our Spotify numbers all the time and we're having more, we're, we're getting more listeners right now than we've ever had. Yep. Like we year over year we've doubled and it's just, why? Like, I don't understand. I'm sitting here trying to figure it out. Outside perspective, it's because you're talented musicians. Well, thank you. I Clearly. appreciate that. We... Clearly, right? But, um, so in the midst of all the challenge, <laughs> in the midst of everything that Rarity has been through over the last while, um, as I said, it's clear that um, you maintain passion um, for music. How, do you, how did you do that in the midst of all the challenge? It was super hard when we, because we had um our our last record we had two different members, so going into this one, we brought in Cole and uh and Corbin, and uh, actually Alex was also around to help out with some of the writing in the beginning, and um, you know it was it was tough because we had to figure out how to write again, 
the last time yep. last time we were like writing into a computer this time we sat in Evan's basement with acoustic guitars and wrote out the songs and so a different experience yeah and it's like we we all <coughs> sorry I'm got this crazy cough um we we all have full-time jobs and stuff so we can make this work and uh we we you know just finding as much time as we could between like seeing our girlfriends and working and family stuff to like write in his basement was really challenging but some of the best stuff we've ever made came out of it mm-hmm. and like we went through the most like the longest and most like hard moment in our life like I can't stress enough like how stressful it is like again when you're in a your band and you put yourself out there like that it's like you feel like people are like, you know, obviously we're not the biggest band in the world, but people are still like wondering what's going on. And there's some, mm-hmm. there's a huge amount of stress behind that. And we're sitting here like, are we going to keep this going? How are we going to do this? Um, sorry, but yeah. Um, so how did, how did you maintain your passion? How do we in maintain the, in it? In the midst of all, asking all those questions. It was. In the midst of all that challenge. It was just, you know, we going back and forth and we'd have our down days and our up days you know what was one thing that actually really helped during that writing process? I'm just thinking of right now. We uh we kept doing these live streams on Instagram, and where we just goof yes. off and stuff. Yep. I don't know if you caught any of those, yep. but it, they were so dumb. But um, it was like people were still asking, asking questions. What's going on? Blah blah. blah. And it's like, oh, we're having a band practice or whatever we were doing. And I think that actually helped a lot. And um, you know, Loden was uh make lots of jokes on Twitter, and people would engage with us. And I think. I think as much as I'm not like, I don't love social media for like, you know, for for the vanity aspect, but it did help a lot for keeping us going because anytime we'd make some little post or something, people would engage with us and it was like, oh, there's still someone out there. Like there's that voice. And I think through that period, no matter how depressed we were, there was always something, somebody out there being like, Hey, like I can't wait for the new stuff. Oh, hundred percent. And that, that was, I was one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was always seeing you and talking about that. Um, so now that things are a, a bit clearer for Rarity going forward, you've come through this time of, of challenge. Uh, you kind of alluded to it earlier. Um, now that, that uh, you know, you're going to be moving forward, what are you most excited about? What are you looking forward to most uh, for Rarity? I'm excited to put out new music. I feel like that's the most cliche thing everybody says, but I um when we put out I'll come around, I was straight up so nervous. I was like the days leading up to it, loaded like there was this one day loaded and Evan and I sat in the Tim Hortons and uh we had all our laptops out and we were just like, Okay, here's our list of things that we need to do and put together, you know, the things normally a label would do for you and we're like, We gotta do it and it was so exciting being like, we're sitting here and we're going to figure this out on our own. And when we put that out, there was such a great reception. Like we were just like, whoa, look how, look how many people are talking about it. And look how, you know, look how many streams we got in the first week and all these things. And it was just like seeing that, like that data in real time was just so, it was just like such a great feeling. It was like, wow, we can do this. Like we could actually do this on our own. Yeah. And you know what? It doesn't matter if we're fucking playing stadiums or fucking arenas or whatever, like like theaters. It doesn't matter what we're doing. The fact that people still care and support what we do means more to me than anything in the world. And that's why I'm down to keep putting all my time into this. Yeah. That's the reason. Because it could be like 
an 80 cap venue or an 800 cap venue and it would still be doesn't matter right? we're still gonna play as hard as we can every time doesn't matter if people aren't moving or if they are we're still gonna go super hard and you that's what that's what drives it that's the reason why i still want to do this because of all the people that are out there and yeah. you know i don't I don't foresee myself being able to make tons of money doing this ever. You know, I don't think that's right. going to be an option. So I'm just right. I'm here for I'm here for the, the good time, I guess. Yeah, no, the the passion behind the music. Yeah, for sure. That's what it's about. I want to keep writing. You know, sure. We already are writing more stuff. It's crazy. Awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Evan's a machine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it's just over a year um, since we last chatted when you were in the studio um recording yeah uh, at schoolhouse and uh, i remember that day which was uh the first interview i ever did for the podcast for spinning thoughts actually oh yeah was was when i talked to you and Loden in the st- schoolhouse studios yes uh, and that was just over a year ago oh my god and, yeah and that day <coughs> that, that we had that interview was the day that you launched passenger entertainment that's right so passenger is just over a year old yep and talk a little bit about about it how's it how's it going so far it's amazing i um i'm so lucky to be doing this with my one of my closest friends joe day um i i met him in winnipeg he's this english guy and we just kind of came across each other while i was on tour and um we just we connected you know and we we just every single day we wake up and we put as much as we can into it sending as many emails as we can and like whatever it takes and we do it because we we love the bands that we work with and we're we're so grateful that so many of these bands have been been accepting to that and has allowed have allowed us to help them in this big long traveling destination whatever like this trip of theirs and that they trust us with helping them build their careers and uh i've learned so much from it even just to implement into rarity Mm -hmm. and it's been such a i don't know just such a cool experience like i think we've we've booked over a hundred shows in the first year which i look back at that just like a couple weeks ago i was like holy crap how do we do that it's it's actually insane and it didn't feel like that as we were doing it. It was just like, okay, we got three months out. What bands are we sending out on tour? And what are we going to, you know, how are we going to get Young Culture to this next step? Like, what are we going to do? Um, so it's, it's been it's been a ride. Anything I can do to stay more involved in music, like promoting shows and booking bands and, you know, giving advice wherever I can. Sure. Because we've seen so many different ends of it. Yeah. Well, I thought to myself tonight um, <laughs> at Parkside's, final show which is a passenger show uh like i got here before doors opened and you know it's just chatting with i mean most of the most of the bands on this bill are like our friends so we're chatting or whatever and and then i'm just like watching the venue fill up and it's like full venue and like every kid in that place was just going off it was crazy yeah and that's a passenger show so passenger i thought to myself has to be going going well you know in many respects or something like that what we've experienced tonight wouldn't be happening yeah no i i I looked at that today too like 
as our first um, Dan Walton went on, and uh, we had we were at over sixty people. I was like, wow, this is amazing! Like, all these people showed up for the first act. Who's playing yeah. acoustic guitar? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like they no, came absolutely. that early on a Sunday and we're just like, let's do this. Yeah. I, I was like, this is real. Like this is a community here. And that's like, that's what, why I got into this. Like my, the first shows I started going to were seeing counterparts play at the Casbah yeah. in like 2010, 2011. And I felt like I was a part of a community mm-hmm. and I've always wanted to bring that experience to people again because mm-hmm. you know, if I'm not doing it, I don't know who's going to be doing it. That's right. That's right. And well, that's, you know, I'm trying to find more people, younger people who have the same mindset that I do that I can help bring into it and, you know, teach them how to do this kind of stuff. So it keeps going. And that's awesome. That's how it happens, right? I, I want the fire to keep burning. Yeah. Awesome. It, 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 it did so much for me when I was in high school. These, for sure. these kind of bands were like, they spoke to me like nothing else did. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's why I'm still around. Yeah. And you know, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm ancient. Like, yeah, ancient. <laughs> you're not ancient, but yeah, you've been around the block. <laughs> yeah, so we do this because we love it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, well, thank you so much for taking some time with us at uh, at Spinning Thoughts. And uh, just as we wrap, um, have you got uh, anything else you'd like to add? Just keep making bands, and keep getting out of your city, and keep pushing it. Put, put some good money into it so you can actually be proud of what you have. You know? For sure. And just do it for love. For sure. Don't do it for anything else. If you if you are writing something and you're like, oh, this part's really weird and cool, but I don't think I'm going to sell records because of it, fuck that. Just put it in the song. Yeah. Just do it because it's cool. Yeah, it's got to come from uh, from a real place. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank, well. thank you so much for doing this, Dan. I, I really appreciate you. Oh, absolutely everything that you're doing man like you're like sitting here being like oh look at all this stuff you do with passenger like dude if you weren't interviewing all these local bands they wouldn't be on the stage that they are right now you're doing you're doing great things you and spinning thoughts i love you guys thank you so much for having me as always yeah i appreciate you just thank you thank you man thank you you go to every show man like what do you mean like (laughs) that's exactly like and you found a way to contribute and that's that's why I love photographers, I love videographers, I love journalists, I love everybody who's trying to contribute in any way. And I love it. I love the people that come to the show and just mosh and crowd surf and buy merch because yep. they're contributing. Yep. They're bringing something to the table. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we're we're in a weird time. Warp Tour is not around anymore. Things are changing. They are. Yep. And if it's if people don't keep this alive, then it's just gonna fade out. That's right. So there needs to be alternative music. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyways, that's those are my final words. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you again, and uh, on that note, we will share music and spread love. Yes, nothing but love. Nothing but love. Did you hear it, people? Adam, thank you so much for your time. Dan, thanks for sitting down. Young Culture, you all rock, and I can't wait to listen to the new album dropping January the 18th. Rarity's got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipeline. Shit, you all better be excited, are you? Let us know on Twitter, at SpinThoughts. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. Our website is The Spinning Thoughts. 
Music.com. We are getting the gears rolling for 2019. The new music is coming in. Reviews are going to be pouring out. My band interview debut of 2019. It is going to happen next week for episode 161. Who will it be? I seriously don't even know right this second. Let's find out together until then, everybody. Make sure you share music, spread love. Take it back three weeks, you were just 18, baby.